Welcome to the Paradigm Shift on 4ZZZ 102.1, where we challenge the assumptions of our current society to resist oppression and investigate alternative ways of living for a world based on justice, solidarity, and sustainability. Welcome to the Paradigm Shift on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM, your local community radio station. My name is Andy, um, broadcasting from the Jagera and Turrbal lands here in Brisbane, and I will be hanging out with you for the next hour on your radio. Today on the show, I'm very excited. It's a very exciting topic. We're going to be talking about marriage and uh, we're going to be talking about marriage because I have a significant life event coming up in the next uh, 24 hours. Uh, I'm getting married and another exciting thing here in the studio with me is my fiance, soon to be wife, Beck. How are you going, Beck? I'm good. Hi, everyone. Very nice. You, I, if you're a regular listener to the Paradigm Shift, you probably hear my voice very often and maybe hear a bit about my political beliefs, but not much about my personal life. But um, it's great to have you here, Beck, um, on the Paradigm Shift. You have been on before. I've interviewed you about your work in Kurdistan. Yeah, yeah. And I was on years before that as well. Oh, yes, you've been in this studio talking about anti-war activism or something. Yeah, yeah, quite a few years ago now. Any uh, some long, long-term paradigm shift listeners might remember that one. Um, I have known uh, Beck for a long time, and presumably will for a long time into the future. Um, we're going to make our vows, but the the paradigm shift. We're not just going to talk about me and Beck and our how we got to know each other and all that today. As ever, it'll be, I guess casting a critical eye on our society and all it entails and so we will have a few interviews today on the show um i spoke with alicia webb who is married now for a long time wasn't allowed to be she is in a same-sex union so we talked about what marriage means for her and the changing of laws around marriage um, I spoke with Larissa Fabok about a feminist critique of marriage, which of which there are many. Uh, we got to hear Larissa's, and I also spoke um, about something which is sadly too common in the marriages in our society, which is uh, intimate partner violence. I spoke about that with Annika Simons. Um, and so we'll hear all that, but first off we'll hear um, from myself and Beck about why why we decided that marriage is something worth doing. Um, Beck, do you want to start us off? What does marriage mean to you? Um, well, very excited to be getting married. 
but for me it means gathering your friends and family around you and um, in front of them and as a Christian in front of God I'm saying this is the person I love and I want to spend the rest of my life with them and I'm committing to doing that and working through difficulties and um, relying on your support community that are here witnessing to do that as well. Mm. Yeah, I think we have an idea, I guess, of like a very individualistic idea of of what things mean and um, I guess what things mean to a, a person, but a marriage, it is, it's a public statement and I guess it's engaging in a, a long tradition as well, isn't it? A long tradition in our culture and and in many others and as you said, like a kind of a tradition that involves, uh, I guess, a spiritual kind of ritual and a spiritual belief as well. Yeah, as a Christian, it's quite meaningful for me to make that promise in front of God and feel the blessing of a spiritual blessing on the union too. Mm. It's interesting that, that I'm an anarchist as well. I'm a I'm a Christian, but like my beliefs about Jesus and his kind of beliefs about institutions have meant I'm a bit suspicious of institutions in general, and so that leads into a, a critique of the church and of uh, marriage, and often the way it's done. And we'll hear some other critiques, um, but. I think one of the things that I definitely believe in is love. And it's like, I guess the, the idea that these things, love, commitment, um, self-sacrifice, teamwork, you know, that these things are so significant and that marriage is sort of a like a public statement of these things, these beliefs that this is the best way to live. And I think a long union, a long committed relationship is such a, good model for life and that's in a lot of way why we have it is because we're not meant to live life as random individuals or as a a group of individuals in a mass impersonal society you know we need uh to love somebody we need somebody that loves us um to to live our full life and live the best that we can so i'm i'm excited to be getting married We are talking about marriage on the paradigm shift. It's a bit of a celebration um, of love and marriage. And uh, I spoke to a few different people to get a few different perspectives on marriage. And to start off with, uh, I spoke with Alicia Webb about her experiences as somebody in a same-sex marriage. Let's have a listen to Alicia. Hi, I'm Alicia. Uh, I'm married and I live in Melbourne. So we're talking about the p- marriage on the paradigm shift today. And, of course, for a long time uh, in our culture and laws, marriage met between uh, people of opposite genders. Um, as of the last few years, it doesn't necessarily mean that. And you are one of those people who has been married since then to somebody of the same sex. Yeah, that's right. I got married in December 2019. I'm interested in hearing from perspective of a somebody in a same-sex marriage. I guess, what does marriage mean for you? What does the the ceremony and the title mean to you? Um, that's a really interesting question. I think for my partner and I, it was about legitimacy and equality. Um, so obviously... I'd been attending a lot of weddings since I was in my mid 
20s of my friends and family and you know I guess it doesn't feel very good to be locked out of that institution and um, also the the social ceremony of standing in front of your parents and your loved ones and saying um, we're committing to each other was something we just felt like we wanted to be a part of and it was weird growing up thinking that we couldn't be a part of it although of course we had gay friends who just did the ceremony anyway for the social um, aspects of it but when the law changed we thought it's time let's do it mm. did it change your relationship you know uh first off being able to be married and then actually marrying i don't think so we were pretty um committed and living you know a lifestyle of um a committed couple anyway and i don't think it's changed how we interact or you know live together but it's yeah i don't know about that one i don't know if it's changed anything we just we wanted to do it and i suppose um hope that it cements our legitimacy as a couple in the eyes of our community i suppose Mm. I guess there was a lot of push for uh, gay marriage as a, a measure of equality, you know, equal rights for people regardless of sexuality. But then some people would say that marriage in itself is like a, a patriarchal and heteronormative institution that, um, you know, society should be moving forward from. Did that play into your decision about whether you wanted to be married or not or whether you thought uh, same-sex marriage should be available or not? Uh, yeah, like it's a really interesting question. Um, first and foremost, I do believe in equality. So if you think that marriage is a stupid institution or a good institution, you should be able to participate or not participate no matter who, which adult you choose to marry. Um, so I don't think the patriarchal origins of marriage should affect the argument for equality. But when it comes to my individual choice to get married, I've often said that, you know, as a sort of, a feminist and a person who considers myself modern, if I was straight, I probably wouldn't have got married. Um, but for gay people, and particularly lesbians, where there's no patriarchy involved whatsoever, it feels more like a uh, a progressive act. But I understand that the institution itself is has origins in the transfer of human property. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I guess the part of the push for marriage equality there was this idea that love is love you know equality, which is a nice catchphrase but actually like love can mean lots of things and the word can be used to describe lots of things not all of which are healthy in our society as as we see frequently i think are there things about the marriage tradition and ritual that you see as um really powerful and that extending that out to other people like helps grow our society um yeah look i think I think there's positives and negatives um, and I guess we can all try and pick out the positives. Like, we don't have to do all the parts of any ceremony that's rooted in religion or culture and for my partner and I, we just chose the bits of a wedding ceremony and a marriage that suit us and seem like positive and and centred firmly on love and commitment and went with those. So, you know, choosing words that are respectful of individual freedom but also around commitment rather than some of the old, uh, you know, the awful old obey terms and things like that. Mm. 
in some ways the um marriage equality campaign was an interesting like rallying of support behind the institution of marriage which otherwise marriage rates you know are are declining divorce rates are going up more people are staying single i guess for for the general world do you think that uh same-sex equality marriage was something that you know contributes to our society of love our our society's understanding of love yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. i think um i think gay people are already living in domestic committed couples and to not afford this institution that is generally still held to be any, an important part of our social fabric to not extend it to gay people um just seemed well unjust and i still think it's it's everyone's choice to decide if if marriage has a place in their life but it's good for everybody to be able to make that choice all right thanks very much alicia thanks and- for having me that is Alicia Webb about same-sex marriage and what the uh, ritual and institution of marriage means for people who have been traditionally denied it in uh, our culture. And just what a great sentiment. Um, I guess that's what it comes down to as uh, political activists, that ultimately we believe that the love, the care for other people is the, the force that can overcome, I guess, the selfishness and greed in our society. Um, now, I have been. we are talking about marriage today on The Paradigm Shift. Here with Andy, I do have Beck with me, my soon-to-be wife in the studio as well. But we're playing a few interviews uh, of different views on marriage, of which there are many, and it's good to take in all those different views and i spoke with a good friend of ours annika who has had not the best experience of marriage but certainly one where you learn a bit more so let's have a listen to annika um my name is annika i'm a she her person um and i'm a single mom of two so um, we're talking about marriage today on the paradigm shift, and you have been married, Annika. Though your own experience probably wasn't the greatest, but it should be noted also that it's not that unusual um, in our society to have experiences of marriage that aren't the greatest. Can you tell us briefly uh, about your experience of marriage? Hmm. Um, so I got married in two thousand and eight to a man who was essentially my first real boyfriend slash partner. Um, we dated for a year and I was 25. And I, like, I was probably younger than many people, but not most people in some you know scenarios. But I was very optimistic about love and positive about a long-term monogamous future with him. And, like, interestingly, in the background, I have several friends who were also married at about this age who are still married, so I didn't have any qualms, I guess, about that. Um, Had a kid a year later and another one 18 months after that. And when I think about it, what I hadn't realised was that he was very dependent on substances. Um, So he was drinking and... um, overusing prescription dexamphetamine and as the relationship like kind of progressed 
uh, we had some big conversations about that. We'd also had like therapy together. We'd also moved house. And it's he had stopped drinking when my oldest was born, um, but then started and using amphetamines harder, probably like to self-medicate an underlying mental health condition. Yeah, in when I when I look back again, like with my twenty twenty hindsight, there'd always been some power and control dynamic in the relationship. Uh, however, like the phrase is like when you have rose-coloured glasses on, the red flags look white. Um, and so I didn't see necessarily those things as progressively worse or too much to worry about. Um, yeah, I had a lot of trust that he would be able to work through that stuff and that, like, the relationship could survive. Um, but he became more unwell progressively and the relationship kind of descended down, like, the rabbit hole of intimate partner violence um, in that the emotional abuse and mental manipulation kind of um, included like uh, name calling and accusations of infidelity and uh, denigration and blame, um, especially blame for his mental health. And then when uh, some property started getting damaged, um, he insisted that I distance my family and he told me that, yeah, that he'd kill me. Um, I think that was the, yeah, I left in um, 2013. Um, I had a two and a three-year-old. Mm. So, yeah, that's my experience of marriage while still feeling some optimism about marriage as an institution as well that it could be a beautiful thing for some people and that might be great. Yes. Well, sadly, intimate partner violence is, you know, far too common uh, across the board. And I guess some people um, see marriage as an institution as um, something that mm-hmm. enables that. But there's also, I guess, the, the cultural ideas around marriage as well about, you know, want that perfect day and the white dress or whatever or you know in, do you think that marriage itself plays into um enabling or making worse domestic violence oh i think that's a really interesting like notion so the idea that yeah we've created an institution that can lend itself to being manipulated and subverted i think it still comes back to how we develop ourselves within that institution, um, like any work relationship or friendship or anything like that. The idea that we're still whole people within ourselves without that marriage is something I guess that I I feel a bit disappointed that that isn't possibly emphasised as much as it could be. So therefore I totally see there are situations where the idea of being married or the Cinderella complex or whatever it is can play into um, not speaking up for oneself or speaking over the other person or continuing unhealthy patterns of relationships. So I don't think it's causative. I think it's uh, like a very messy mix of what's going on culturally. Mm. Do you feel Mm. like you were adequately prepared by, you know, (laughs) our culture and its marriage for, for what happened in the end? I think 
in some way, um, in my family, there's a great belief in marriage. Um, so culturally, like, I feel like I was prepared for perhaps a certain type of marriage. So I was prepared for one where people were mutually respectful, um, where people could say and be who they needed to say and be and what they needed to say and be. Yeah, like, so in my family, like, lots of people are happily married or they're at least comfortably married or they're kind of at least working hard together on having a, a functional or good relationship. Like, my personal ideals around marriage that I'd grown up with in my family were that marriage is great, but it might be hard sometimes, but it will be worth it. But the reality was that, like, the other person isn't thinking the same thing they don't have that same ideal and I guess I wasn't prepared for a difference of ideals around that yeah I like when I look at it as well like there's a whole wedding industry um <laughs> that makes money off people getting married and the idea of being married and happily ever after and I have always been very optimistic about marriage and that may have been influenced by this Disney narrative or um, capitalist narrative of we do these beautiful things and we stay together forever and at the same time like I would have always considered myself a feminist um, so I would have considered myself um, impervious to that influence but something still got through <laughs> of that idea that marriage would be great and you stick at it and you work together and everything will be okay in the end yeah well, mm. what do you think could change about our society to make for healthier marriages and better prepared couples? Mm. Um, so there's a lot of things there. So I think because um, I'm thinking marriage isn't for everyone and being long-term monogamous isn't for everyone and it's like a particular challenge, I guess, and choice of its own. So for people who do choose to be long-term monogamous, it's like a big big thing, big event. And so I think for me personally, when I think about how I parent my children, um, I try to make sure that we talk about communication a lot in my, you know, my little family of origin with my kids, that they know they can have a voice and that they can make choices in a relationship. We talk about uh, relationships and boundaries and self-awareness and self-development and sex and therapy and all of this stuff. I guess in my intention is to be open about relationships and all of the intricacies of that without shame. And I think shame played a big part in my recovery from intimate partner violence, being able to share that story without feeling that it was my fault or that I would be blamed or that it was a bad thing that I'd done surviving intimate partner violence. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a lot of roles that could be taken up by, um, you know, schools or professionals or um, I grew up in a church talking, I guess, more about values and friendships, like platonic friendships and then um, like partnering and marriage that maybe... Um, could be done differently and I think is now done increasingly more proactively to anything I grew up with. There's so many possibilities for strategies um, for helping 
kids and teenagers navigate those relationships going forward. All right. Mm. Thanks very much, Annika. That's all right. My pleasure. We are talking about marriage and weddings today on uh, The Paradigm Shift. And, of course, it is, you know, this show exists to challenge the assumptions of our society, as we say in the intro. And so even though I'm excited to be getting married tomorrow um, and very much looking forward to the rest of my life as a married man, um, I thought it was worth interrogating it a bit and of course over the years some of the people that have done that the most have been uh, feminists uh, critiquing the idea and the tradition of marriage and so I called up my friend Larissa who is a critic of marriage but uh, she actually here's an interesting little anecdote before we go into the interview Uh, I was about to go ring shopping to get a wedding ring as you do when you're preparing for a marriage and I was actually on a picket line with Larissa we were um, doing an anti-war protest at a weapons manufacturer (laughs) office in UQ and I told her that was my afternoon activity and she said oh I've got a couple of wedding rings you could have um my parents wedding rings and she said well I'm not I'm not a big fan of marriage but I'm very I'm a big fan of myself and Beck getting married and so she gave us the rings and great to uh, be using them Beck I'll be putting one of those rings on your finger tomorrow yeah yeah it was really lovely it was so funny Andy coming home um, with this story from Larissa <laughs> about a couple of wedding rings she was just willing to give away. Of course, it's not the the ring, the little bit of gold is not the important thing and it's certainly not what will keep you together as a couple, but as a symbol, it's a part of our culture going back uh, quite a long way. Um, so anyway, uh, I thought, well, Larissa, she's contributed to our wedding, even though she said she doesn't believe it in marriage. So I thought I'd call her up and chat to her about why. Let's have a listen. So my name's Larissa, and um, I'm single. I've never been married, um, and I've never wanted to be married. And um, I just think that when women and girls are educated the population is in much better control because education is proportional to women being in control of their lives and therefore in control of their bodies so i guess um there's a few different uh feminist critiques of marriage they're all pretty linked like one is that the male as a head of the household kind of control it's a patriarchal institution and that women have less independence and like you say that they women you know become they raise kids rather than pursuing their own vocation in life i guess what was what are the particular things that meant for you that you've never um wanted to be married i never know exactly you know which one's the most relevant because there's so many reasons but I think I always come back to whatever it is that I'm doing at the moment at the moment I'm drawing pictures about the story of my life and uh, a lot of the pictures are about conflict between my parents and I and I think the, the reason that I always think of when people say you know why don't I have any children it's because I didn't want them 
to be raised the way that I was raised. And I couldn't really see how I could raise a child of my own without having this influence of my parents interfering with what I thought meant, you know, a good life for a child because I didn't have a happy childhood and I didn't want to make that happen again. And I'd heard enough people say, oh, I'm not going to raise children the way I was raised, but and yet you still have children and I see what you do to them <laughs> and I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that was the primary reason why I never wanted to have children. And then on the weekend, I met a woman who could have been me, like the story that she told me of her life. She ended up with um, an alcoholic partner of her children. And because she was so enmeshed with this life that, you know, she thought she wanted for herself, she stayed with a man who was not very good for the children and that was another reason why I didn't want that for any children in the world was that I was never really sure that it would be the way it would turn out the way that I wanted it to as a happy child. So there's no, no doubt in the world that um, as children we inherit the baggage from our parents and from our society, you know. We have a society that in lots of ways is flawed and that, you know, innocent children take on without any say in the matter. Um, but yet, I mean, children are born and our species kind of perpetuates by, um, by nature and by people's desire to do that. Um, do you think that there are good ways, you know, or there are better ways than, say, our traditional nuclear family and idea of marriage? Um, there must be, because we are, you know, such a strong force in the world. We've managed to keep it together for thousands of years. You know, there's any number of places where there's a more of a, a tribal society where children come and go into different houses and they grow up with a sense of you know i'm safe with whoever i'm with i don't have to go home at five o'clock for dinner they're capable of being resilient and relying on themselves within with nature yeah i guess in terms of marriage i mean lots of cultures do have marriage traditions almost i mean the vast majority of cultures through history and through the world have had some kind of marriage tradition and in lots of ways our society our western society where people are marrying less than probably they have in history um we're also quite an individualistic and in a lot of ways a lonely society do you think that we need some other way to replace the the commitment and the um, companionship and the uh, connectedness of marriage? Certainly. Is marriage important for child rearing or is it that marriage is still about being, owning, owning the children and owning the wife? So certainly uh, it's not about the institution of marriage. It's about people's values. It's about if I can treat a woman with respect or even another man or two women can treat each other with respect and see that they are equal to each other, then certainly a marriage can work. 
the institutions that we have, unless they are being disrupted and rebuilt and remade, they are all expiring. So marriage could work. <laughs> it's just not working very well. <laughs> all right. Well, Larissa, are there any um, parting thoughts that you have on on marriage and uh, I guess a, a feminist view on it? Um, it, it's, it's not necessary. Like, it's just not necessary. And yet it's seen as some kind of more than what it really is. So I think that if somebody loves me, they don't need to marry me. And they don't need to buy me a ring. They don't need to buy me a house. You know, if somebody loves me, I'll know. And, you know, this is a new modern slant on marriage that love is involved in marriage because initially it was just a transaction and there was no love involved because the parents organised everything. And <laughs> you already know how I feel about parents. So... Um, yeah, my, my parting thought is just, you know, it's not necessary and I'm really surprised that people are still getting married in droves. <laughs> well, that's right. I'll be joining the herd tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, Larissa. Thank you. You're welcome. We're speaking with uh, Larissa Faybock about marriage and uh why she's never done it why she's never had kids which is a bit um uh a bit negative really <laughs> i'm up for the critiques i think it's worthwhile but also uh, i'm getting married tomorrow uh so is beck who's in the studio with me here hi everyone and um and so before we uh go out i think it's worth uh again talking about some of the the valuable things about marriage and also as Beck was just mentioning the fact that nobody has to do marriage a particular way and you know there's lots of things in our society that are done badly or done well or could be done better and uh, there's lots of different ways you can do marriage there's lots of different ways you can do wedding ceremonies yeah um, I was just thinking about some, particularly a, a few people have mentioned the patriarchal aspect of marriage and um, things being changed in the wedding ceremony. Um, I was questioning whether I've ever heard the honour and obey thing in a marriage ceremony, um, even, but whether it actually existed as part of it. Um, but also lots of other th parts of the marriage ceremony, like being walked down the aisle by your father. Um, both my parents were walking me down the aisle, but when they got married, um, neither of them was waiting at the end and they both walked in from other opposite sides of the church uh, by themselves. So there's lots of things you can do like that that changes the symbolism of the ceremony itself. And certainly lots of different uh, ways to do a marriage, you know. Um, marriage at times have been problematic. There's been lots of good marriages through history um, too, but there are issues. But that's it. We, um, we can change things. We can do things better. And I guess that's the whole point of this show. Every week we come to talk about, you know, our society and there's various issues about our society, but there's ways that we can improve it. And I think there's ways to do relationships well, uh, relationships of all kinds, but 
the intimate relationships of which you know which is a human need not only for raising kids but also for um to be a whole human you know to be loved and to be able to love somebody else is like a, a fundamental part of of being alive and there's ways we can learn to do it better to communicate better to uh reflect on ourselves better to listen better to yeah better show love you know learn different ways about relationships and how they work and that's i guess one of the fundamental things about it is that the same as anything you know we don't you want to run a radio station you've got to always be learning how to do it better working on it you want to change the world like we can't we shouldn't just accept the world as we've been given we've got to try to make it better in a relationship as well um we've got to put work in and to learn how to to do it better and and to believe that it's possible to not just uh live the world you're inherited in or live marriage uh, somebody's idea of it but that we can um we can do things well we can do things to the best of our ability use the gifts that we have and share it with another person to meet that person's needs yeah i think it was one of the really nice things about writing our wedding vows together is thinking about what is it that we're promising each other and what do we want our marriage to look like yes um and it's, it's top secret the reveal is tomorrow <laughs> what the vows are but it, i mean we can mention some of the things that they as well as the traditional vows which are quite beautiful and quite nice that's the thing i there's lots of critiques about marriage um I think our society would be much worse without um, some of the ideas of love and and companionship that we have, you know. And the traditional vows, I think, are quite beautiful in lots of ways. But we wanted to add things like acknowledging when we've done something wrong and forgiving the other person when they have done wrong, um, to to listen to the other person and to love in a way that it's not just about one couple shut off from the world but that our love would overflow to affect the the people around us in the world in general yeah <laughs> they're nice things <laughs> and so yeah i uh even having considered all having listened to the critiques of marriage i think um if you're not put off you're still coming tomorrow yeah that's right <laughs> i still will be turning up tomorrow and um still believing that yeah the the best way to live is a way that um best enables you to love you know not not just a way that best enables you to uh live the way that you want to even though we all we're all selfish in a way and the marriage is one of the things that can teach us how selfish we are but the to live in a way that best enables us to love and and to give and to be uh, the person that we are and to be sharing with the world and I think marriage gives you the opportunity every day to to show love to um, to work on yourself to have somebody else to uh, share life's joys and struggles with and um, that's a yeah a really powerful thing and I think it would be sad for um, our society to to lose that and in some ways I, it seems like it is that some of the Oh, the sacredness in all kinds of ways, you know, is uh, being taken out of our society. But some of the idea of um, love and relationships as being this um, a sacred thing, to, to lose that, I think, would be a real shame. So that's why uh, we'll be getting married tomorrow. It's been great talking about it on the Paradigm Shift today, and I'll be... 
back next week with uh, another show, although I will be away on my honeymoon and not in this Fortable Z studio next Friday. Bye, everyone.